Hi there, welcome back to the business side of fitness. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. Each week on the show, we'll highlight fitness industry experts to learn about their personal journey and unique perspective. Through these conversations, we'll learn all about what it really takes to succeed in fitness. This show is brought to you by Vanessa Severiano LLC, specializing in fitness and wellness business development for impactful brands. The time has come to start the show. Everyone's got a story, and now it's time to hear from this week's guest. Let's welcome to the show Sadie Kurzban. After winning Brown University's Venture Pitch Competition, Sadie bootstrapped 305 Fitness with $25,000 at age 22. Sadie now has studios across multiple markets, tremendous customer engagement, and a family of 500 plus instructors, DJs, and a team members who make her proud every day. Welcome to the show, Sadie. Thank you so much. So I'm really interested in hearing your story and having you share it with the audience. So you went to Brown University and you have a BA in economics. So how did you end up being the CEO and founder of a dance fitness company? (laughs) So I was teaching fitness just as a side hustle in college, something fun to do, Uh, you know, was teaching cycling, Pilates, yoga, Zumba, all these different formats. And when I started to experiment with the dance cardio format, started to tweak the music, really go off of beats per minute, hired a DJ, just really started to play around with my own format. That's when I started to see that my classes were going from five people in the class to 200 people in the class. And after a while, just built this super passionate following, ended up quitting the gym and renting my own little pop-up space on campus, charging $5 cash and making tens of thousands of dollars in a single semester doing that. So that was really the foray into entrepreneurship was just knowing that I was onto something that this was a winning format that people were really drawn to. And importantly, that I I was feeling that fitness had a long way to go in terms of being more inclusive. And that was the kind of thing that I was noticing in my classes was that people from all different backgrounds, athletic abilities, shapes, colors, were really enjoying dancing. We're really enjoying being together. And I thought, wow, there's, you know, there's so much of these other formats out there that are about calorie counting and purging and shame and metrics. And what is going to be that thing that just serves a customer who right now is sitting on the couch because they're feeling so discouraged from fitness. So that's what I, what, what I ultimately believe that 305 has the power to invite a lot more people that right now are sitting on the couch thinking that fitness is for them. And that's what I think we've done a great job proving while so many other fitness brands just continue to push more product to that same customer that's already affluent, already an elite performer, you know, we're, we're into this whole like hyper-optimized lifestyle. What I think 305 offers is this really nice just bridge for people who right now are inactive to get active and feel good in their bodies. Well, I love that concept because something that I talk about a lot is just how I feel that technology right now, we're just kind of like overwhelming consumers with making them feel like they need to track their macros and track their sleep cycles and how many steps did you take and what's your heart rate at, you know, and I think it's very overwhelming. I mean, I've been in fitness for 19 years. It's overwhelming for me. I don't even know what to do with all this data. So imagine those people that, you know, don't have that background. So how do you get in front of those people, Sadie? How do you communicate to your ideal client that might be sitting on the couch? Yeah. So one thing that's important to know about 305 was we, so we have seven studios across New York, Boston, and DC, and especially in a market like New York, where we have the majority of our studios, this is one that boutique fitness, we've been sitting in a bubble for a long time. 
it really has the hallmarks of what I described, where it's the same customer that's going to SoulCycle on Monday, is going to Berries on Tuesday, is probably using ClassPass. One of the things that makes me so proud about 305 is when we survey our customers, the majority of them, two thirds of them tell us they don't pay for fitness. Maybe they have a really low cost gym membership for 15 bucks a month. They occasionally will walk along the West Side Highway or, you know, walk around Central Park. But this is not that boutique kind of elitist consumer. But she's splurging on 305 because it means something to her. So I think that the way that we are able to attract and get people over that kind of hump is, first of all, no shame, no judgment, no calorie counting. When we train our instructors, we make it really clear there's no assuming that people are here to change their bodies. We try to really hire diversely as well. Um, and unlike a lot of boutique fitness studios that I'm sure you've seen that really put the instructor on display, make it so that the instructor's like the God in front of the room with the six pack, we really stay away from all of that. And we make it just a dance party. I mean, that's, that's what we want people to feel is you come for 55 minutes to blow off steam and feel good. And how do you communicate that, that, you know, to, in your marketing messaging that you want it to be fun and that you want, you know, to accept people of all different walks. And, and I love that idea of not making it about the instructor, because I do think that people make it about the instructor. So how do you communicate? So we're product first. And that's what's so important to know about us is I started with the format. I wanted to create a format that was outrageously fun that people wanted to write home about. That's really where we lead. I think the marketing and the messaging and all of that, if you're super imposing it on a brand that is exclusive, it's not going to work. It's really an amazing class. You come, you step in front, of, you step into the room, you take our at-home product. You just feel like a queen. You feel like Beyonce. I mean, that's what we're really after is that feeling. So uh, yes, of course, in our marketing messaging, we have elements of that, but really first and foremost, it's just that when you're in that room or when you're taking the class from your living room and you dim the lights in your in, in, in your living room to create the space for yourself, you really genuinely feel that you are Beyonce's backup dancer. So it's about product first, creating this sacred and super fun experience where people just feel like they can let their freak flag fly for lack of a better word. I love that because if I was dancing, I would definitely be one of those freaks because I'm the most uncoordinated, uncoordinated individual. And one of the things that I love about your service is that you also offer this at home. So I think people that might be intimidated, hey, I'm not a great dancer. I could do this at home. So Sadie, when you were looking for an online platform to deliver your classes, there's so many options out there right now. What were some of the things that you were looking for? And what made you choose the platform that you used? So we ended up white labeling it. Uh, we use Vimeo for our backend, Vimeo OTT. But for a long time at the beginning of the pandemic, and so really for the first six months of the pandemic, we were doing at home all for free on YouTube. So we were using YouTube as our platform. We wanted to really use the time to just give back to the community, appreciating that people were out of work and out of income. And then we decided to make our at-home platform a kind of extension of that. So you can still get free classes on our YouTube. We wanna make that really clear. You can still experience the brand for free if you don't have the income. And then if you are like a superpower user, you're obsessed, you wanna get a workout a day, it's not enough to do four workouts a day with 305, you wanna do a brand new one every day, then you can subscribe to our at-home. And it's also really affordable for $29 a month. So. But we used Vimeo for our back end. We're really happy with it. It has an app. It's, you know, you're able to stream it on your smart TV. I think it's it's really awesome technology. It's super portable. There's no equipment. So I think it, it makes for a re really winning product. And like you said, Vanessa, for someone who's 
too shy to be dancing in front of other people or can't access a class in real life, it's an amazing alternative. And Sadie, something new that you're launching is the instructor certification, right? So what made you look into that leg of your business and say, okay, instead of, you know, looking to open more studios, now I'm going to start certifying instructors. And once somebody is certified, how does that work? Is it similar to like a Zumba form? Can you just kind of share the idea behind it? Absolutely. So we have an instructor certification program, like you mentioned, it's quite similar to Zumba in that instructors get trained and then they pay us a monthly fee for access to choreography and our brand and rights to use the name and being part of the community and accessing the marketing support and all of that. Why did we decide to go in that direction? So many reasons, but one of them was really as an entrepreneur, I I knew that I did this. I did this out of a passion, out of my heart. I was, like I said, in college, I made $40,000 in a single semester teaching just one class a day and packing the room with 200 people. There for so long in the fitness industry has been a real kind of dissonance, right? Where the owners are usually pocketing the cash, but it's really hard to make ends meet on the one hand in a studio business. And then the talent always feels like they are underappreciated and not being paid enough. So I thought, why not give the power directly to the talent, allow them to be these entrepreneurs. They're going to grow this brand like wildfire, one of the things in studying this as well was Peloton right now, it's uh, it's almost October 2020. So as I'm speaking right now, they have a million subscribers, 3 million people have tried the product. Okay, that's amazing. They've spent a billion dollars to do it. Zumba has 14 million people, they estimate, that take a Zumba class around the globe. Like you could ask anybody on the street, what's Zumba? And they would know. The reach of that brand and how big that's grown with really, really limited spend, right? With really just supporting their instructors to be these advocates on the ground just makes for a super scalable model. And I think just ultimately the um, the entrepreneur in me that really believes that we need a more equitable society. I'm, I'm so pissed really when I, I've gone out to Silicon Valley to raise money. Like I graduated top of my class from Brown University, Phi Beta Kappa, Magna Cum Laude in economics. I've been running a business for 10 years. We're profitable. It should not be this hard to start a business in America, right? It shouldn't just be for the one, 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 one percent. It should be for everybody. We're in America. So this is what I was really inspired by was, is there a way that we can help people who have $200 to become an entrepreneur? And yes, there is, because it doesn't require a studio, doesn't require equipment. All it requires is passion. It requires that you get your first five customers and then you get them to bring five more customers. I did it myself for the first two years of this business out of pop-up studios, renting from dance studios. So um, it, a lot of it has to do with equity and my vision for a better world where we're actually helping, especially young women put food on the table and feel like they have power and a voice at the table. And also just knowing that this brand can scale so wildly and that we're not going to do that from a top-down marketing approach. I, I really love that idea because when you talk about inclusion, it's not just about the customers. It's also about your team. And just having been in the fitness industry for so many years, I have seen so many amazing, very, very talented instructors really struggle to make a living and to make ends meet. And it just kills me because, you know, I think 
there's different skill sets that are required to be successful, right, in this world. And you might be the most talented instructor, but you don't know how to market yourself. You don't know how to get in, you know, certain opportunities. And and it sounds like you're teaching these instructors those skills and you're also empowering them with kind of like a toolbox. So Sadie, going forward, are you looking to simultaneously certify more instructors and open more studios and more pop-ups? Are you focusing primarily on the instructors? It all works together. That's what we know is that the name recognition of some of our stronger markets like New York means that we have a lift of interest in certified instructors either in New York or around there. So like, for example, Long Island, huge market for us for certified instructors. And I think that that has a lot to do with, you know, someone has taken a trip, someone's aunt has taken a 305 class, someone's cousin lives in New York and posts about it all the time. So the studios and certification work hand in hand as well as at home, it all works together, right? Certified instructors now are telling their classes, hey, you can take a class with me outdoors in COVID on Monday nights and on Friday nights. And if you want more 305, here's my discount code. You can use the at-home platform to supplement those days when I'm not teaching. So it all really works together to create this perfect storm for us. But certification definitely is the biggest area of focus for us in the coming years. And what do you look for in an instructor? Like what is the ideal 305 fitness instructor look like? Number one thing is they dance or they like to dance. That's that's super, super important. We do have a pass fail in our training. So it's a six day training. It's a 20 hour course. It's an amazing, amazing training program. People actually, we do this over Zoom. They have a, a master mentor that's like watching them, giving them feedback. So unlike a lot of training programs where it's like a one day thing, you get your certificate, get out of here. We really, really invest in our trainers, dance ability, being able to follow the beat, being able to execute on the movements really matters. We want people that are reflecting the brand well and delivering a great product. I would say then the second thing is, is just like um, wanting to be a leader, you know, wanting to shake things up, wanting to actually stand as a leader in your community, wanting to bring something new to your community and knowing that 305 could be that ticket. So they don't need to be the most entrepreneurial people and like commit to full time, but they do need to say, you know what, I'm tired of watching leadership fail. Why not me? Why can't I step up and do this? So it's kind of like that, that ownership, that empowerment. We want people who are really raising their hand to say, yes, me, it's my turn to shine. I love that. And behind the scenes, so you have a pretty big brand presence and brand extension. You're online, you have this uh, certification going, you have the studios, you have the pop-ups. What is the actual behind the scenes team consist of? Is it a big team or are you kind of doing this with yourself and a couple other people? Share a little bit about that with us, please. Yeah, I would say that it's a small to medium sized team right now. There's, you know, I could count on my hands how many people are in our office and that's right now in COVID, you know, all online office. Um, most of our people are in operations, especially the studio business is incredibly, is incredibly operationally heavy handed. There's a lot of moving parts. Just imagine scheduling instructors, client concerns, you know, facilities upkeep. It's a lot. Um, of course, we have a handful of people mostly really just in operations. Then we have a super, super small team in marketing and a super, super small team in finance. That's really it. So a lot of operators that are there to execute. I mostly oversee marketing. We have, of course, a little bit of a lean HR team. So it's a, it's a small team getting this all done. 
And what's the biggest challenge for you right now? I mean, obviously with COVID and the shutdowns, that was a challenge. You pivoted nicely with having the online uh, platform and, and the free offering on YouTube. But currently, what's the biggest challenge with running your business? I would say just making sure that we have the cash to really make it through the next couple of years. So looking forward, just making sure that we are able to turn things around, that we're able to raise money. Um, you know, when our studios were open, they were generating millions and millions of dollars. Right now, we're, we're suffering without having that. So I want to look back at this time and say COVID was the best thing to happen to my business. I'm not quite, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm right now in the fog of that. I do really hope that if we have to go to market next year to raise some money, that investors will really see like, wow, certification, it's early, but there's a lot here. There's a lot of opportunity here. And of course, it will depend. It will depend on investors are binary about the studio business. Some of them will be. Some people will just believe that technology is the future. People will never work out again in person. Of course, that's going to be hard to raise in, in that kind of landscape, right? Um, and, and just knowing that there is capital out there that really believes in this vision of certification while every other fitness brand is trying to raise for at home, at home, at home, we would really be trying to expand the brand through certification. So it's going to rely on partners basically that are enthusiastic about this vision. Right. I think it's kind of a polarizing topic as well, because I think some people that I'm talking to are like, you know, after quarantine, people are dying to get back in the studio and be around other people. And then other people have this thought of just it's online. It's all about online. People, you know, want to protect themselves. And I I think it's a combination thereof. And your brand has positioned itself nicely to be able to appeal to all the consumers. And I really do think that at the end of the day, you know, the the instructor, anybody that's run a gym or a studio understands that the instructor is re- really a part of the magic. So by investing in instructors and, and certifying more instructors, you are able to really substantially grow your brand. Plus with the online support, it's a win-win. It makes a lot of sense. So I can see how your, you know, background in economics is really like, you know, looking at uh, catching all the revenue sources and it makes a lot of sense here. Um, so what's your average day look like as an entrepreneur, as a CEO of a, a fitness business? You've got so many different things going on. Are you going into the office? Are you checking in on studios? Are you running it remotely? How does it work? Right now we're running everything remotely. Um, I still like to teach classes. So for me right now, that means that I'm filming classes for our at-home program. I just find that, first of all, I love the workout. It's like, there are many workouts that I can do that will tone me up and will get me sweating. But this is just the workout where truly I'm on a emotional mood high for 24 hours. I really just feel my sexiest, confident, most like badass self. So. Continuing to do the class is very important and I do try to do that at least a couple times a week. Uh, I check in with my team a lot. I run marketing. I also you know, run aspects of the business like external facing, investors, marketing. Uh, I'm quite involved with HR from time to time. And then I have a really close relationship with my COO and with my CFO. So we right now we're doing just a lot of strategy work. Every week we're updating the forecast models based on what's happening with COVID. We're just really getting in there and trying to make sure that like, the, you know, if there's not a vaccine, if things don't turn around, if this like is a, is really like another 18 months of no studios, what does that look like? And then alternatively looking at like, well, what if studios can open really soon? So um, a lot of that, a lot of strategic planning and budgeting. 
Right. There's, and that's the kind of hard place to be in right now because there's so many possibilities and we don't know how things are, are going to work out. But I do think that, you know, most people understand that now, like health is more important than ever. And what does that look like to, to people? It's increasing your immunity. It's getting moving. And that doesn't necessarily mean like we talked about earlier, tracking your calories. There is kind of a starting point that can, you know, be just start moving your body. And isn't that kind of the objective of fitness in general, like touch more lives, help more people, get people moving instead of intimidating people and overwhelming them with information. (laughs) I think sometimes people in fitness get kind of lost in the mission, right? Um, so Sadie, you, you do something interesting on your app. You offer two weeks free. And I'm just kind of curious to hear from you why you decided to offer so much time for people. It's, it's different from what I've seen. I've seen seven days free is pretty much the longest I've seen. So I'm just kind of curious to hear what went into that decision. Yeah, we, we really decided to just make it accessible and affordable. It's two weeks free and it's also $29 a month, which I think is super affordable for what we're offering. A brand new class every day. There are high produced videos. There's a new DJ mix every day. Like a lot really goes into the at-home platform. Um, I think what we were after was just high stickiness and volume. You know, that was more interesting to us than getting 100 people paying us $100 a month. We really wanted to see if this could help us with reach and just importantly with stickiness. Like we want people that are happy with the platform that know the $29 a month rocks that they tried it for two weeks. Okay. They've said, yeah, I want to keep going at this point. So that's really what what we're about is more of like the longevity of the customer than just looking at this as like a really short um, cash lever to pull in the short run with COVID. We want, we want to build a community in the long run. I love that. And I, and I think that your approach of just making it fun, it's like, you know, I started my fitness career at crunch and that was kind of the whole premise back then of, you know, why the brand started. It was classes taught by drag queens. And, you know, the whole idea was just get moving and have fun doing it. It doesn't need to be torture. I think a lot of people don't work out or don't go to the gym because they kind of think of like having to like count reps or, you know, count calories or, you know, it's, I think when you get lost in the movement and lost in the music, then you can kind of like time flies and all of a sudden you're like, okay, that feels good. Like you were saying after you get that endorphin high. You feel good afterwards, not just during the class. Well, Sadie, thank you so much for taking the time to go through your story and how you got started and where 305 Fitness is headed. If somebody's listening to this episode and they want to find out more, they want to possibly become an instructor, where can they connect with you? So 305fitness.com has everything. If you want to try a class, just scope it out. You can visit us on YouTube. You can follow us on Instagram at 305fitness. And if you have a TikTok, we have a really fun TikTok as well at 305fitness. So we're all over, I would say maybe except for Twitter, where we're a little bit quieter. We're all over the internet. Come check us out. Thanks so much. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. I have a huge favor to ask of you. If you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you would please subscribe, review, and share this episode. It would really mean so much to me. I truly love connecting with fitness and wellness experts. So if you'd like to be on the show or are looking for help in your business, definitely drop me a line and connect with me. 
You can find me at hello at vanessaseveriano.com or my social media handles. Since my last name is not the easiest to spell, I'm going to go ahead and make it really easy for you and link my contact details in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Catch you on the next episode.